I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick some ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. What's up, Blackers? <laughs> Good morning, everyone. As you can tell, myself and the Queen are here. We have a very special guest today. I'm talking about our good friend Joe from FedUpGear.com. Are you fed up gear? Are you fed up yet, Joe? Welcome <laughs> to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Thank you very much for uh, coming on this morning, and uh, sorry it took us so long to get you on. Um, we should have you. We should have had you on a lot sooner. It's all good. I'm psyched to be hanging with you guys this morning. We are so glad that you are. Um, and when we get to segment one, it's going to be open topics led by Joe. He's going to be talking about whatever he wants to talk about. Myself and the Queen are going to comment on it and so forth. But we're going to start out with some listener email. And uh, let me flip through here. I'll go first. And uh, then let Rebecca go, and then I'll come back and finish everything off. That's what she said. Uh, let's see. Our first email is from Luke Fugit. Um, and Luke was giving us a follow-up on, a, uh, on, the, on the possible Bigfoot that he heard a few weeks ago. So when he messaged uh, in, he was giving a follow-up. Um, I, did we read that last week? I'm pretty sure we did. Didn't we? Okay. So I emailed him back, and this is his reply to what he had wrote last week. Uh, he says, there is no pond up there anymore. They reclaimed um, around the mine and filled the pond in. There is a creek running beside the place. Because he was talking about his neighbor had saw recent humongous footprints. And um, by the time he went up there, with it being hunting season, they were covered up. So I asked him, number one, was there a water source there, like a pond? So there's not a pond, but there is a running creek. Uh, and he said, um, he got me thinking when you mentioned it may need shelter. There is a cave on the ridge, hence the name Cave Branch. So that may be a good place for a camera. So hopefully, Luke, hook that camera up. If you get any footage, we will... Um, play that please send that to us i i know that you'll play it as well but please send that to us luke and thank you very much for writing in and just keep us updated did he did he say what kind of footprints uh no he said that his neighbor just said it was a very large you know and i um assume like the prints that had been found you know uh, before that people took modes of and so forth just wondering if it was like a human type 
footprint right. or footprint, not like animal print or oh no footprint toes yeah yeah how many five five toes yes so by a recommendation last night i watched jurassic park dominion which i guess is the third one and i don't know that's not like my type of movie because i don't believe in dinosaurs but that was a pretty amazing movie as far as the symbolism. That's why somebody recommended it to me. And there is some stuff in there with this company called Biosense. And they like create these dinosaurs that go around and eat all the crops, except for the crops that are planted by this company seed. And just like a lot of relative symbolism and controlling the food industry and uh, bioengineering stuff. And, it was a pretty cool, uh, I mean, aside from the stupid dinosaur stuff, <laughs> it was a pretty pretty cool movie to see the symbolism and stuff in last night. Joe, you're going to have to come play with the chickens, and then you'll understand that dinosaurs, they had feathers, and they existed. And then I saw this other thing on dinosaurs that was like, if you look at a dinosaur tail, and you look at the x-ray of like a beaver tail, that it looks the same, but we know that like the beaver tail is different because we know what a beaver is. But like, what if, what if the whole like drawing and like recreation of dinosaurs is completely wrong and they were just giant fucking beavers because all we have is a skeletal system, right? Like I, I'm here for the whole, like dinosaurs aren't what they told us, but the fact that like something existed, like, I don't know. I'm not, yeah, yeah. But you know, kind of like, when I say flat earth, it's just like, um, that that's my title. It's not exactly what I envision or what I believe. And when I say I don't believe in dinosaurs, I don't mean that there was no existence. I believe in the, the giants, the Nephilim. I believe that there were dragons and sirens. Yes. I believe that the, the dinosaur that's presented to children at the same time the globe is presented to children is all to remove the mystical beings that they don't want you to know about because it doesn't support their system and their heliocentric lies you can't tell me that unicorns don't exist but the narwhal does okay like it's just it's not gonna happen unicorns are real 100 percent. what about dragons dragons are real i own two of them <laughs> oh, um, um, let's see, uh, Rebecca. You want right, to listen? If we ever get to that level, just so you guys know, nobody gets to own a dragon. Why? <laughs> you you don't get to own a dragon. The dragon owns you. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> that's why they made that whole cartoon about that the the kid owning the dragon. dragon. Yeah, you don't get to own one. <laughs> so, Mike, they like the Smithsonian has this whole like underground like hidden fucking vault of artifacts that we're not allowed to see so yeah i mean they a hundred percent they left shit out and there isn't there isn't any way that we're gonna be able to know the truth unless somebody breaks in there and fucking exposes it all they're the t-rex like this whole massive creature and being and then he's got these little tiny wings yeah um, Rebecca, you want to take the next email for us? Uh, sure. Uh, this is from Paul. And have you watched 
That is the Paul that that my Paul. Yes. Um, have you watched Graham Hancock's Netflix series Ancient Apocalypse? The alternate theories about what history could be is one of my favorite topics at the moment. Wondering what you guys think. Roswell, keep feeding my ears. Great audio. So I'm actually not going to comment on this. I'm going to leave you all with a little teaser because Paul is actually coming on the show next week on the 11th to talk about this very topic. So I want to use that as just a... Okay. Hey, tune in next week and we'll talk about that. Now, see, the only the only thing that you've done by telling me that is put pressure on me because I have had that saved in my queue on Netflix for a couple of weeks now and I've not got to watch it. Uh, but I'm going to have to try to watch that, some of that this week. So I don't sound stupid. Er, Can you send me notes? So. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So have uh, you saw that, Joe? No, I. I honestly don't spend a whole lot of time with that screen on in my house anymore. Um, I do go back and I feel like I just keep rewatching stuff. Last night I spent some time back at the Zeitgeist. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but that was like a mind-blowing documentary that I watched 15 years ago and kind of started my path down the journey of the understanding of the gods, the Jesus story, the constellation, and um, I. So I actually watched that last night until somebody texted me, "You got to see this dinosaur movie." <laughs> so then you stopped and started watching the dinosaur movie. You know, you mentioned something there that, uh, especially my area. You know, I'm my grandfather. Uh, he's almost ninety. Uh, he's a deacon of old, of old regular Baptist church. When I was little, you know, I was. You know, brought up in old regular Baptist church. And for those of you that don't know a lot, I mean, those are the really hardcore guys that, you know, women have to have long hair. Men can't have long hair. Women can't wear makeup. They can't wear pants. They, you know, I mean, they're hardcore. Um, and, hell, I guess 2010 or 11, um, I was on patrol one night, and I was just listening to different podcasts at that time. Um, and there wasn't a lot out there at that time. And something struck a chord with me that I still believe to this day. Um, you know, and, and there's a, and, I, and I've said this quote on the show many times. I've told the Queen this quote. Um, and I read this quote because they said it in what I was listening to. And it says, religion is for people who are scared to go to hell. Spirituality is for people who have already been there. And that had a major uh, effect on me and I thought about that for a few days I'm spiritual I've always been spiritual now I shared my thoughts with someone a few days later that was you know one of these people that tried to be overbearing and push their beliefs down your throat and I just basically told them that quote and told them I was spiritual and I was fine not to worry about me and they told me that I was riding the fence you couldn't have it both ways and I said, oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to give you my. And they asked me for my opinion. I said, I'll tell you my opinion exactly. You have a lot of people all over the United States that go to church every Sunday that go for the wrong reasons because they go to show off their new vehicle or their new suit or their new watch or brag about how much money they put in the offering plate. And to me... 
those people are vulgar people. I mean, you know, they may do good things, but to me, they seem self-centered and, oh, look at me, what I'm doing. That turns me off with um, a lot of organizations out there. And especially if you see an organization who day in and day out support, pay, take care of someone to lead their church, and then that person is coming out of his house at 2 or 3 o'clock every morning because you used to work the night shift and you saw them and they're meeting up with a married lady and they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. (laughs) That just turns me off. So I think that as as far as the journey you're talking about between spirituality and, and religion, it's a very difficult part for people to overcome as they like go through this world or the humanly realm or what, if you want to call it that I grew up Catholic and like my parents were very adamant every Sunday we went to church um, dinner at my, or, you know, pasta at my grandmother's after church. It was a very routine thing. I even like did this altar server thing for a little bit. But I I have to tell you that I never got anything out of church. I would sit there and look around and I would see that people wore their fancy clothes and and went and got their car washed before they came to church. And it was almost like like a big status show to me. And I would try to listen to the sermons and and try to connect with it. And it just never, ever resonated with me. It never made any sense. I couldn't understand what they're talking about. I didn't know if this was like a metaphorical story or a real story. Like I would say I was completely lost in those days of being brought up through the church. And, you know, later on in life, you go through certain um, you know, personal things that either make you seek God or go away from God. I, I had lost a child. It made me very angry with God at one point. It, but it, it took me into my 40s to actually connect and understand what God was. And then to understand that I was taught to fear God to fear the rapture and to not believe in reincarnation. And these are all deceptions pushed on by this organization to essentially lead you away from God. The religious organizations are part of the problem that, that is hiding God from people. And I mean, I, I'm not saying this to upset anyone, but I had to renounce my religion in order to find God. Oh, I can totally understand that. Um, We have a lot of similarities growing up because I was 37 when I finally understood what it meant and what I was. Um, You know, I've had arguments with people that I grew up with that they tell me people that commit suicide are, are, you know, are going to hell. And I'm like, look, if somebody is suffering from uh, depression or PTSD or whatever it may be, you know, it, it says in the book that you read the Bible that God is a, is a merciful God. He's not going to punish somebody that's not thinking clearly. 
and send, and I'm like, it don't work that way. And you touched on something there, the rapture. And, you know, when you were brought up in church like I was, and they're preaching that, you know, when you get old, when I was older, like 14, 15, they're pre- you know, the world was going to end before 2000. That would piss me off because I felt ripped off because I felt like I wouldn't get a chance to grow up. I wouldn't have a, have a chance to fall in love and have children because it was going to happen and destroy everything. The mental effect that that has on a child, that it had on me, was overwhelming. And I don't think any church, whatever your beliefs is, you should not preach to someone in their teens or younger that they're not going to have a chance to live their life. So that that mentality of fear automatically puts an organized religion in the same category as the media. They're using fear to push their agenda or to control your mindset to where you don't want to admit to following or believing in something because of the fear that surrounds all this stuff. I I actually try to avoid speaking about the rapture to people that claim to be religious or spiritual or whatever, because I don't believe in the rapture and I don't believe the fear mongering of it. And I don't believe that it's two separate events because they, they talk about, Oh, I'm blinking out. They talk about the rapture and the second coming of Christ, like as if they're these two separate events and and what I believe we're all here for and what we're doing is to find the light of God and bring it back to our creator. So I believe that the rapture per se, or God coming down and taking away those that don't believe in him to some effect, I'm sure I'm not going to cover the scripture very well, but he returns with his army or his angels in my mind that all happens at once because God's army is the people who actually have a connection and a belief in God and have accepted him. So him coming and taking out those that don't believe and and saving those that do or whatever, to me, in my mind, that's just all one event because I think the light of God's army is us. It's the people. When you look at something like, um, like the pedophilia stuff or, you know, these, these big woke companies that start pushing an agenda, like, um, I don't know what would be a good example. Maybe something like Coca-Cola where, where they took a stand on this or Adidas, right? So the people renounced these products or, or even the school system, like the school wants to force your children to wear masks and people came out in drones and went to school board meetings that never bothered to, to even entertain what was going on in the school before. I, my, it's my belief that that is essentially the second coming of Christ. It's the light of God's army shining through his people. We are not going to accept their agendas, their mindset, their fear. We're, we are going to fight back and, and protect our energy. That's what we are trained to do. That's what we're here for. Wow. Uh, Rebecca? <sighs> I took notes. Okay. <laughs> please, please. I mean, uh, this. Because 
there's a couple there's a couple points that I wanted to I wanted to kind of touch on. So I think I'm gonna work backwards through that conversation and get and get back to kind of where we started here. So with with the whole like the spiteful God and the fearful God, like I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. Like if you're telling me that this all loving, all accepting God is not going to accept me because I don't believe and follow exactly what like it does it doesn't make sense in my head. And off of your off of that spirituality quote, there's there's another one that spiritual or religion is following the footsteps of somebody else's experiences and spirituality is finding your own. And that's that's what I'm about because when I when I think of spirituality, when I think of being spiritual, it's about things that resonate with me. It's about the practices that I choose to choose to acquire and make my own. It's about the intent and the energy that I use and where I use it. It's about the um, states that I I put myself in. It's about the meditation that I do. It's about connecting with nature. It's about you know being with the animals and just finding that centered peace and being at peace with both the good and the bad that's happening, right? Because that's where you find happiness because happiness is, is fleeting. That's not a state that you can be in. At peace is where you can be. As far as the, the whole God thing, so, and I, and I speak on this all the time, but God is a title, right? And finding that source within that, that Christ consciousness that you're talking about, if Jesus equals love, and that's what we're supposed to be leading with, then that I can get behind 100%. I can get behind the fact that Jesus was someone who was just trying to spread a message, who was just trying to spread this awareness, who was aware of all of these things that we're talking about now, you know what I mean? Just in a different context. And that church, we've been so programmed to believe that the only place that we can find God and that we can find salvation is if we go to this building and we pay the monies and we dress up and we, and we put on that fake face, right? And it's not, church isn't, a ch I mean, it is a place, but that's not where you find that's not where you find source or God or, or whatever it is, insert whatever title you want to call it. And then going back even, for, even, for, am I doing good? Am I following backwards? Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what you were saying goose to like people just showing up to church to, for a status symbol, right. And just only doing good when someone's watching. Like I see that on, on TikTok too. And I see that now it's like, and that's why it, it bothers us so much, especially you, because that, that boils down to your integrity. That boils down to your authenticity. Like when given the opportunity, no matter who's watching, if no one's watching or if everybody's watching, are you going to do the right thing? Are you going to do the good thing that's in, that's in good for the highest earth? That's doing what you need to do for the highest good and not just doing it because you got a phone in somebody's face or because there's, you know, oh, your friends are watching. So now you have to do the good thing, right? Like that's, that's about integrity. And then the spirituality versus religion. And I feel like, again, there's been so many words that have been hijacked and, and stolen and tainted and twisted and removed from their original meaning that you hear spirituality and now you have this like new age spirituality and this toxic, almost toxic spirituality that you see, right? Like, just be careful, like have, have your own, own deception of what's going on. And just because somebody says that they do X, Y, and Z doesn't mean that you have to, because again, everybody's practice, everybody's way that they live and how they go about it is completely unique. And just, it's, it's never wrong. If it's done with true intent, you can't fuck it up. I like that. Oh, I think I, I think I covered. I, I think I covered all my notes. I love that. Um, you know, and it is 
so cool how we just got off on this. Thank you, Joe. For I mean, it's just I mean, Sorry honestly, this completely. In you know, a, no, 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 no. When you said something to the effect, "Well, you know, you hope you don't upset or offend anybody," I was thinking this needs to be said. That is why you know, any time that I say that, and, and I do say that because. I do love my fellow man, and I'll do what I can to help them. You, you may never hear me or them say anything about it because I think that stuff should be private. You know, I, I don't do it for show. I do it because it's the right thing. But I have learned when there's times that you say, I hope I don't offend anybody, that's when you need to go ahead and just say that shit. Yeah, you can say that. that and hell, I say it. I, I say it. I've said it. But, you know, that's what you need to do. You know, you need to just go ahead and say it because that is always. You know what's, what's funny about that image thing is you can have your fancy dress and shine your Cadillac up. And, and those are the people that you were talking about earlier, that they're meeting some woman behind Stewart's and having an affair or something. I am, I am like the classic example of don't judge a book by its cover. I am completely covered from head to toe in ink. I which was surprising by the way, because I did not expect that when you came to Flockfest, <laughs> you were in a t-shirt. I was like, damn, Joe's covered. <laughs> I found in my journey, like kind of maybe before I even connected with God, I would pray on my Harley. I would go out in the mountains by myself and drive my Harley and just observe nature. And that was where I tried or asked God what I needed to ask or, or do my connection. So like all of these cliche tattooed up biker, white trash stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't fit any of your model or your vision, what you see in me and what I'm actually doing. And that image stuff is all bullshit. Agree. I uh, agree. A hundred ten percent, you know, and, and and I said previously, you know, I was raised, you know, old regular Baptist. And uh, my grandfather is one of the most humblest men you've ever met. He would give anybody the shirt off his back. It does not matter. Um, they distilled in me that atheists were evil people. Now, that was a belief that I really didn't think about uh, after age 37. Um, and I got to know some people, and I found out later that they were atheists, and it made me very grateful that I was not closed-minded, because if they had told me that before age 37, I mean, I would have been nice to them, but I would not have been as open and as warming as I was. But, you know, once I made my decision that that was not riding the fence. I was spiritual. I prefer to be spiritual versus uh, religion because I'm. what you see is what you get. I'm not fake. I'm not going to lie to you. I may be too blunt and hurt your feelings. I'm sorry, but, you know, I'd rather somebody tell me the truth than lie to me or stab me in the back. That shit gets on my nerves. Now, me— I got to tell you something that was life-changing for me that I heard about atheists. Atheists— can be the ultimate proof of the existence of God. They don't believe in God or heaven, right? So when an atheist person is doing something good, when they are extending kindness, when they are helping people, they are doing it not to 
gain their acceptance or they're, they're, you know, trying to right. please God or anything. They're just solely doing something out of the good of their heart. And that's like the ultimate proof of the existence of a creator. And they don't even know it. <laughs> oh, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, because, you know, I mean, I've got really close to one of these individuals and me and him were having a discussion about religion once. And I said, look, man, I said, I'm not going to try to, you know, throw um, what I believed in your throat. And I said, you'll never hear me say that. I said, I will say, and I explained to him how I was spiritual. I said, but I will say this. I said, if it come down to it, I said, let's say, you know, it was the end for me and you. And I believe that, you know, God in the afterlife does exist. You know, then nothing is proven. I said, but you, you know, I said, you, you, believes, you believe that he doesn't. But what do you have to lose if you do believe that you're a spiritual person and that something does exist? I said, you don't lose anything because you don't believe nothing exists. And he started thinking about that. And, and hopefully that I'm not confusing anyone the way I explain that. And he started kind of doing a little research on his own and coming around. And he came back like a, probably six or eight months later. And he like, he's like, you know, he's like, I think I may be spiritual. And he started telling me why. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was just, you know, just. And I guess what I'm trying to say is for everybody watching, everybody listening, if you want to feel good about yourself and you want to feel good, you want to feel love and happiness in your heart, if you get the chance to do something nice for someone, there is no better feeling than being able to help them through, even if it's talking to them, just whatever it may be. It may be small to you, but it may mean the world to them. You know, just do good. You know, don't don't judge anybody. Don't be closed-minded. If somebody asks for your opinion, yeah, you can give it. But do not judge anyone because you don't get anywhere doing that. Yeah, I kind of covered some of that yesterday in my five-by-five. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I kind of covered some of that yesterday in my five-by-five about protecting your energy, not judging people, and kind of what Rebecca said a little while ago about the, the TikTok thing, like – I don't know if I should give this secret away, but one of the things that really aggravates me is when someone just comes in with that laughing face emoji and, and writes like dumbass or, you know, just coming in with an insult and laughing. You got three minutes to try to show someone something or, or teach someone something. And for someone to just come in and ignorantly laugh at you or call you stupid for researching something outside of their belief system or something, man, that that's like the, the lowest vibrate. It's like, I want to reach through my phone and, and smack them people. Like you are so stupid. Can I Why don't you learn instead of laughing? You know, I, there are, there's definitely a ton of shit on TikTok that I look at and I'm like, this is insanity. I don't go in and write anything on those videos. I just gravitate to something that I'm interested in, or I go and look up what they're talking about. I don't like the, the insulting thing and the laughing at people, man, that's something that we need to change in our oh, yeah. society. 
So here's how I look at that, right? Like, first of all, they're a miserable person. And I completely agree with you. Like you're wasting your energy. Just like you're, you're just, what are you doing? Right? Miserable, misery loves company. And you, if you hurt other people, it's because you're hurt. It's just projection. Right? So just, right. But also, so let's, let's look at the other side of this for a second here is they came across your page. They have now interacted with your content and their subconscious has taken it in. So here's what's gonna happen because of the way the algorithm works. Your shit's gonna pop back up on their page because they interacted with it. Other things like that are going to pop up on their page. So did they subconsciously project their bullshit so that it would feed them positivity to help them change their frequency and their vibration? Oh yes, because I mean, even when someone puts a smiley face or, or, or a laughy face, I don't know exactly how many more, but that expands just by them commenting on it. That gives you more power and lets you reach a larger audience just because one person commented on it. I take those. I take those. Hey, and I I do my flatbacks, and I will I will change that. I'm going to first of all, I'm going to make them really. This is what we're doing, really. And then we're gonna we're gonna spin it and we're gonna make it positive. So like, I either delete the comments. So they're just not there. Just delete them or use that comment and twist it and use it for good and sh and prove to that because now they're going to get tagged in the video. Now they're going to have a video made for them. It's going to start changing their algorithm. That's how you do this. That's how you infiltrate this. That's how we start. That's how we keep spreading this is we're not going to drop back down to their level. We're going to meet them where we're at. I think, I think maybe yesterday I interacted with somebody and you know, I mean, they were definitely a negative person, but it, it did make me think a little bit. This guy was so adamant and he said, um, I don't think I know. <laughs> and my, my response to him was, I guess there's no room to learn in a mind that knows it all. That sounds an awful lot like a prison to me. Like if you're not willing to expand your mind in any direction on something, you're trapped. Yeah. I say this all the time, especially with like horses and animals. And, and it always like it always roots back to that for me because it really applies to everything. Like the minute that you say that, you know, everything, you know, nothing because there's constantly new ideas. There's a different perspective of looking at it. There's there's taking everything, looking at all of the information and taking what resonates with you and leaving the rest and forming your own per, your own your own perception of it, forming your own practice, forming your own training style. Right. So those people like that, like you're a hundred percent right. They are trapped in a prison of their own mind. And if they already know everything, then they should know what I'm going to say next. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, th th this is great. Let me finish up this. La Do you guys have anything else to add before I get to this last email? Oh, shit, we're still on email. No, yeah. let's do the last email. Okay. And, then uh, and this is from James. Thank you very much, James, for this email. Uh, I found a science news guy that is not mainstream, and he is actively fighting NASA to get the truth out there. Some of his stuff is technical, and he always cites his sources. This rabbit hole is not intended for the faint of heart. Solar uh, micro nova, the magnetic reversal, 
Uh, we are mid-reversal right now, very close to the 40-degree mark of uncertainty, and he gave a link, and for some reason, that damn link is not on my email. That's my bad. Sorry about that, but thank you very much, James. Uh, if anyone does want to send an email, you can always call, text, or leave a voicemail, 606-379-3396, or you can email uh, Goose or Heritage here to chew bubblegum.com and uh, flockingqueen at gmail.com. We're going on to segment one to open topics led by Joe. Joe, take it away, my friend. I'll tell you what, I, well, I think maybe it's because I'm hanging with her today. Um, <laughs> but the whole universe kind of just lined up for this. Of course, my topic that I was going to bring in is going to be the flat earth. It's kind of my, my hot thing right now. And, uh, I don't know if I'm able to – is it all right if I play a clip on here? Oh, hell, man. You can do whatever you uh, want to. Can you send it to me in Telegram and I can pull it up? It's a tick – I can do a screen share. It's a ticker talker. It's a TikTok. You can send it in Telegram, though. I think I can do – this is kind of similar to – Oh, I just got to – okay. Let me know when you're ready because it's a double screen and I don't want to pull it because I can see it. There we go. All right, All right I'm ready. ready. Can you see it? I got to add it in. You ready? Yep. I didn't know we could, I didn't know you had permission to do this. Okay, you ready? Go. You're going to find that most of my content is about love, light, lifting people up, and holistics. But I am a flat earther, and I do have some flat earth content. When I say I'm a flat earther, I'm not talking about a disc in the sky that you can fall off the edge. The reason that vision might come to your mind when I say flat earther is because that's what they're programming people to imagine. What I actually believe is the flat earth model looks exactly like a heliocentric model. As far as the shape, I do believe there is a flat plane. And I believe that there are mountains, peaks, valleys, hollows. But our surface that we live on, for the most part, is flat. I have actually researched the heliocentric model, the flat earth model, the hollow earth model, even the black hole sun model. This ends up being where I have a problem. I don't believe NASA. I believe that the government, NASA, and the education system, they all push this outer space and heliocentric model stuff to control your mind, to hide land from us, to hide resources from us, to hide technologies from us, and hide abilities from us. It enslaves us in their system. It ultimately is a campaign to hide God from us. We are not living the way God intended us to. We weren't put here to be slaves to a system, living paycheck to paycheck, just eventually to get sick and buy their pharmaceutical medicine and wait to die. That's just a result of the deception. Now, just because I say I don't believe in the globe in one of these videos, it automatically makes people hate me and want me to defend every topic there is that has to do with the earth, space, everything. I can tell you that I myself am still learning things about it. And I know that internet browsers, the Flat Earth Society, and search engines are gatekeepers of the truth. So before you come at me and tell me why it is I have to defend every single thing about Flat Earth, you might want to check out the Flat Earth app because it's organized all of these different topics and questions. I hope you all have an amazing day and start to check some of this stuff out for yourself. God bless. You're going to find that most of my content is. Wow. 
that 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 was awesome. The way I mean, hell, that even played into what we were talking about previously, and it just came up. And that goes back. I said the whole universe lined up today because it was about people coming at you for your disbeliefs. Um, kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about, and everything kind of just lined up this morning. Pretty cool. So it's funny because I don't know if you've seen this, but I drew this. I had to, I, I was digging for it. I had to find it. And it's a little, I mean, now I see it next to a brand new piece of paper. It's been a little aged and colored. Um, but I, when I went into the whole flat earth thing, I was like, I don't believe that it's like a flat dip, right? Like you showed in the beginning, like, I was like, I can't, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And so I drew this and it's funny that we talk about this still now and that your concept, so this is what I, so here's your flat earth, right? Mm-hmm. That's like what they what they think, and then going along with your heliocentric theory, right? So because as above, so below, mm-hmm. and then the the firmament, the outer energetic barrier, the Taurus energy field, right, creates the the sphere, the the globe aspect of it. Right. And then these would be your poles where the energy is converging into hollow earth, and then below, we don't know what this is. We don't know, right? Because that's beyond the ice wall and i don't and i think that the ice wall and antarctica are two completely separate things and uh you know and i'm i'm, I'm gonna tell you guys i love you both i'm not totally sold on the whole flat earth thing the way that you use that picture uh rebecca to describe and the and the drawing what what you were talking about anyone that's listening to the podcast go to twitch Go to. Um, I can send you. I have a. I have a picture. I can send you if you want to post it. Too. Uh, yes, please, please do that. Go to uh, Queen of the Flock one three eight on Twitch and skip up about fifty four minutes in and look at that drawing because I can see. I Girl, mean, you got to get on that, Canva that, and that, make that, that uh, it perfectly. And you want me to make it a thing? Make that a thing. Okay. <laughs> That uh, that was that was hell. That was that was great. Yeah, I've had this, I've had this for look at that's how long I've had it. Look at the color difference in the paper. Wow, yeah. Like I said, you guys lit. You know, you have to watch this. You have to get on the Facebook page. The the whatever. We will let you know where it's posted at. But check this out for sure. We'll definitely post it on the Facebook page. Um, Joe, um, do you want to take a break really quick, and we'll come back and. Uh, Continue with Joe and and wrap things up. I'm. This is Joe. Thank you very much. Um, when we uh, do end at the end of the day, hang around backstage really quick, Joe, um, because I want to ask you something. Uh, you want to take a break for five minutes, Rebecca, or do you need more than that? Can we do ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten's good. And. Uh, um, my grandson's having a birthday party today, so the show will be a little bit, a little bit less. But oh shit, because you gotta, you gotta go. Do you wanna just, do you wanna just wrap up the last segment? Quick? No, 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 no. Let's 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 go ahead and take a break. I, and I, okay. I, I am good. Um, but we will go ahead and take a break for ten minutes, and we'll be back. This is a great episode. Thank you, Joe. You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We'll be back in just a moment.
It's now time for the news on Here to Chew Bubblegum. A particular piece of footage reportedly shot by a storm spotter in Missouri shows a bizarre circular UFO that appears to sport glowing spikes. This intriguing video was filmed over the summer in the community of Festus, but only surfaced online last week. According to the individual who recorded the footage, they work for the National Weather Service, and during the off-season, they said they like to shoot slow-motion video of lightning storms, which is how they were able to capture the curious object on that night. A small satellite developed by MIT engineers has set a new record for data transmission between a satellite and the Earth. The terabyte infrared delivery system, also known as T-Bird, uses a laser to beam huge amounts of data up to 100 gigabytes per second. This data transmission speed is far greater than most connections you'll find between the sky and the ground. SpaceX's Starlink satellite internet offers up to 500 megabytes per second to premium customers and even the International Space Station's data transmission tops out at around 600 megabytes per second. That makes the T-Bird up to 200 times faster. The key difference is that most satellites communicate with ground stations by radio waves. The T-Bird, on the other hand, uses laser light, and this can carry up to 1,000 times more data in each transmission. Lasers come with their own hurdles, though. The beams are much uh, smaller, requiring more precise alignment between the transmitter and the receiver, and the light can be distorted by the atmosphere, leading to data loss. So the T-Bird has uh, come up with a plan to overcome these issues, and uh, the satellite contains three main off-the-shelf components, a high-speed optical modem and optical signal amplifier and a storage drive. All of these items are packed into a container the size of a shoebox to tackle the data loss problem. The team also developed a new version of what is called an automatic request protocol. This allows ground station receivers to alert the sender to specific packets of data that was missed so the satellite can readjust and send those accordingly. Astrometers have made the most distant observation of a black hole ripping apart a star and feasting upon it, thanks to a jet of stellar leftovers blasted directly towards planet Earth. Because the jet is directed straight at Earth, the violent destruction of the star by this black hole, which astrometers have called a uh, tidal disruption event, or a TDE, was observed in visible light. The discovery could therefore signal a new way to observe such extreme events that are usually only detected in high-energy light, like gamma rays and X-rays. Could a zombie virus be thawing out and melting permafrost because of climate change? Ancient viruses are locked in Russia's uh, permafrost, and we may soon get a peak. The thawing of the permafrost due to climate change may expose a vast store of ancient viruses, according to a team of European researchers who have said they found 13 previously unknown pathogens that had been trapped in the previously frozen ground of Russia's vast Siberian region.
The scientists found one virus they said they estimated to be a uh, stranded under a lake for more than 48,500 years. They said the highlighting a potential new danger for a warming planet, what they called the zombie virus. The same team of French, Russian, and German researchers uh, previously isolated ancient viruses from the permafrost and published their findings in 2015. In entertainment news, Will Smith knows that fans may be hesitant about seeing his first movie since he slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars earlier this year. I completely understand, he told Fox 5 in Washington, D.C. in an interview that has been posted on YouTube. If someone was not ready, I would absolutely respect that and allow their space to not be ready. Smith's new movie, Emancipation opens in theaters December 9th, and his deepest concern is that his team will get a depressed turnout because of what he did. Reporting for Here to Chew Bubblegum News, I am Goose. Hi. (laughs) Welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Uh... It is not often that I am at a loss for words. I could probably count on one time or on one hand how many times I've been at a loss for words. Uh, Joe, my friend, you have um, put me at a loss for words. The email segment, the segment one, the way that was, I mean, you know, and no offense to anyone, I'm just going to be blunt. That was fucking awesome. I mean, that was meant to be said. And I think that goes back to what I said when you feel like, you know, you have to say, well, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. Just go ahead and say that shit. That was, that was one of the best segments. This is one of the best shows that we have ever done. Um, I want to apologize. It's definitely up there. It's definitely oh, up there. hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah. Uh, I want to apologize that I have to cut it short today, but I want to invite you back on anytime. Uh, you have an open invite, and we'll talk about that backstage when we end the show. Before we go on to segment three, is there anything that you want to add, Joe? Oh, you're muted. You're uh, muted. Yep. Sorry. No, I'm glad you guys invited me. I'm having a great time on this show, and I think the reason for that is your uh, your tribe makes your vibe, you know? I love that. Your tribe makes your vibe. I'm going to write that down. That's going to be your an vibe, episode. Your vibe, your vibe attracts your tribe is the quote. You've never heard that before? No. Really? Yeah. I like the way he said it. Your tribe makes your vibe. Your tribe does make your vibe. That will be in the episode description today when the when the, uh, the podcast drops later on this afternoon. Uh, Rebecca, uh, question of the week responses. Please uh, take it away. Well, Our question of the week was, for last week, was what is it about the human mind that allows it to come up with ideas that no one has ever considered before? And we got some, we got some pretty cool answers. So I think we also answered that on this show today. I mean, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, With the amount of cells in the brain, there there are an infinite number of connection combinations that can be made without repeating. You can believe that the leaps in technology are man-made, but I believe that during and after World War II, we have an, we've had extraterrestrial help. It doesn't very often, but every once in a while, there's a thinker which isn't often either has right, which isn't often either has right chemical balance in the brain. Stars just line up, and it happens. 
Uh, imagination is the key that unlocks the chains to limitations of the ego, opens to doorways to endless possibilities and ideas. The information is already there. We just have to practice accessing it, build pathways, create connections. To build theory, to bring theory in here, the observer effect notices the quantum realm, which is why there's collective consciousness, but also the individual that formed and their observations and realities, plural on purpose. Hmm. The act of remembering requires forgetting. There is nothing new. We just keep forgetting to remember it's already been done before. Because the human mind is boundless. Human nature, however, that's a whole nother question of the week. No matter, oh, that's not a, never mind. That's not a response. Hold on. Uh, sometimes I wish my brain didn't click on things it does. I do feel pure brain sees our brain sees more than it lets us know. Like the song comes into our head and you don't know why. And then you realize it was playing softly in the background of a show you watched, but didn't acknowledge. So we got some really, uh, really cool answers on that one. Yes. Yes, we did. Um, it's actually a, a great topic that lines up perfectly with this show today. Yeah. It just, you know, everything just kind of has a, has a way of just working out, especially when you just stay in the flow of it. Like I've really been adopting this, like this is just a neutral event and just really trying to not trying. I am, I'm actively staying in this flow state. And even when I do feel myself getting worked up about things, I find that I'm not so much struggling with, what I'm getting worked up about. I'm struggling with the fact that I'm struggling with it. Like, damn it, we're here again. What are we doing? And that's where I take that time to cut, to go meditate. I go for a walk. I go, you know, do something to try and bring myself back to that neutral. Like, don't mind me. I'm just sitting in my flamingo floaty with a joint on the universal flow river. Okay. Oh, I can, I can totally understand that. Uh, so this week's new question. Is that where we were going? Yes. Yes. When is the truth an absolute fact, and when is it an opinion? Oh, that's a great question of the week. Again, the question yeah. of the week is, when is the truth absolute fact, or when it when is it an opinion? That's a that great kind one. That ties into today's show, too. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, awesome. it does. I did that one on purpose, Joe. Universal <laughs> lines. Uh, hey. So, kind of jumping, are, are we? No, 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 man, please. Feel free. Kind of jumping back to the original question. Um, and like my experience and, and what I'm doing, my five by fives are, you know, strictly like I said, it, it's, it's all about five positive messages that I can put out to somebody every day. And, you know, hopefully something in there catches somebody, but like I guess the the dark and the light, the above and below, the balance to this is I'm going to keep fighting the heliocentric stuff on my account. Even though everything I'm trying to do is all about positivity, and, and this is the reason for that. I believe that the flat earth holds the final card to humanity rising. Um, if, if you will, all of these people that we've accepted to be some sort of authority or um, 
I, I don't know, the, the science, w w the people that are behind the heliocentric thing, essentially, yeah, have you have, well not, well, not just the elite, it's our society. It's, first of all, it's NASA. They're the ones who provide all the information. It's the religions. It's the education system. So they are what I feel creating a prison here on earth for your mind. And until everyone can bring themselves to, to a new level, to become peaceful and kind and loving and, and come together as humanity, you're imprisoned in your mind. And I believe that the globe is, is the fabric of all of that. And I am gonna keep fighting it every day until people understand what is behind all this because when all of those people who have been complacent in this deception are revealed they lose all their credibility the school system is no longer valid the nasa is no longer valid all the the religions that are are pushing this stuff it's no longer valid they've all lied to you and they are complacent in this religion and the reason that they start at such a young age is because NASA actually did a study on the creative mind and they found out that at five years old, you are at the peak of your creativity. That is when your free mind and your imagination are thriving in your mind. And at five years old in the education system is when they teach you to just memorize and regurgitate garbage that they feed you. They are imprisoning your mind at the opportune time when your, your creativity and your imagination are about to soar. They, they lock you up in this prison of your mind. And I'm going to keep fighting that no matter how much hate it brings on me. Thank you I, for continuing that fight and doing that fight. I completely agree with you too. Like the kids that, usually age seven that they start to lose that second sight ability like that like Shar, like my three and a half year old she talks to and sees like the orbs in her room that i can only see with a camera like she knows i know she has all of the universal answers and secrets but she doesn't have the language to do it which then ties back into the the fall of babylon and the tower of babel and why we call it baby babel and then it ties into uh alzheimer's and dementia and these people like reverting back to this language that doesn't exist are they actually just remembering where the fuck they came from because they're having completely coherent conversations like they're understanding everything that they say so that ties into a whole nother thing but i am yeah a hundred percent with you they they trap you and program it differently totally agree totally agree. i don't know if you guys happen to catch the one that i did on the position of your bed yeah with the with the kua numbers so so listen this is kind of fucking wild because there's things like um, like feng shui stuff that mm -hmm. tells you how you need to organize your house, your room, how you position yourself in order to allow energy. But it's it's playing into the the narrative or the imprisonment of your mind because what they tell you is that you should never sleep with your head to the north. The reason being that's the way that the energy is being attracted to the North Pole, right? And 
it's saying that it, what it does is draw your metals inside your body and all your blood pressure up to your head and, and causes anxiety and well, I was just going to say, so it, it like the feng shui stuff, it goes a level deeper than that into the kua number, which goes off your birthday and like the stars and like astrology and everything like that, which then ties into human design and everything else. But like your kua number, it's not that like there's certain directions for certain people. Like I have my power directions and I have like my six killings directions and my total loss. Right. But like that's completely different directions than say dirty dad or Char. Like everybody has their own direction. So I do, I do agree with you on the fact that they're trying to program and it, shit, my pen was open. They're trying to program and indoctrinate us that, Oh, North is the bad direction for some. Yeah. Okay. For yeah. It, it does. It definitely does depend on your level of consciousness. I, I will give you that. But if you're the way I look at it and for me and where I'm at in life, I want to align with the way that the energy is moving. I want my head facing north. I want that energy coming. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though, is you have to you have to pull your coat. You have to look into what you're at, what you align with in your energy, because it might not be north. OK, so let's just say in general, the fact that they're telling everyone to do the exact same thing. Right. That's what I'm getting at. There's the problem. That's and what I'm also getting at. on another note, when you're sleeping, I don't know if you guys notice that you're you're always warmer when you're sleeping, right? Your body heats up and you're doing nothing. That's be, that is your energy because when you, when your body falls asleep, your body is basically recharging itself physically for the next day, but your mind and your spirit actually leave your body when you're sleeping. That is when you travel into, whether you're aware of it or not, this is, like lucid dreaming and stuff, you're you're actually traveling outside your body. The reason for all that heat is because all of this mental and, and soul work is being done in you're your busy. sleep. <laughs> yeah, you're busy. And um, that leads into the, the grounding of your bed. They have you sleeping on a cotton mattress because cotton is an insulator. That's why you're heating up your body. You're, all of this energy is happening and they're insulating you. Grounding your bed is a super important thing. They make grounding mats for your bed. You can do it yourself with metal tape and a piece of wire and stick it in the damn ground. But if you ground yourself during your sleeping, you're able to kind of keep your body in sync with what your soul is doing in the middle of the night. So... I want to kind of go off your sleep theory about recharging and I can't remember his name. I saw this thing. It was anyway, it was a while ago, but the analogy that he made was like sleep is like your car going into a shop, right? If you're, if all your dash lights are on and you're not in alignment and you're sick and you're not taking care of your vessel, your vehicle, then you're going to, you're going to require an enormous amount of sleep because your body is constantly trying to recharge and fix itself. Whereas those that are more aligned that get on this path that are more holistic, that are starting to do things that align with them and that are good for their vessel, they don't need as much sleep. And they start getting into, you know, the the ancient sleep patterns of how we're actually supposed to sleep, which is in these short little bursts. We're not supposed to go down for eight hours a night. We're not supposed to. Our most productive hours are between like two and six in the morning. 
Like we're supposed to be up at those hours and not sleeping. We're supposed to take a midday siesta during the hottest part of the day to relax our body, to come back to, to neutral, to rest our soul and ease our spirit. So yeah, I completely agree that we're sleeping wrong in so many ways with the ground. I have a grounding mat on my desk, actually. It plugs in, like it's a whole thing. Um, I unplugged it though, because it started shocking me. Uh, but <laughs> I sleep with crystals under my bed. Like I sage my bed. There was a while where I didn't even sleep on a, fr like my bed was on the floor, like Char's bed's on the floor. Like there's no space in between there. Cause I want that shit. Right. Well, I mean, ever since, um, I, uh, retired, I have been waking up. I mean, normally it was a struggle for me to get out of bed, you know, when I was working and I would get up at six o'clock, go to the gym in the last three months, I usually lay down between 11 and 12, and I wake up uh, anywhere from 3 to 4.30 every single morning. This morning, I was up at 3.30, and I've been up since 3.30. So I totally get what you're saying, and I, and, I, and, I, and I totally agree with you. And I do get a lot of shit done during that time when I wake up. Um, and it makes me feel productive. And I, sometimes I take naps, sometimes I don't. But I totally get what you're saying. Um, Joe is going to pick our TikToker of the week. He's the first guest that ever has got the honor of picking our TikToker of the week. And Are Joe, yes, yes, he is. Huh. And uh, Joe, Perfect. do you want to tell everyone who that is, or do you want me to tell everyone who that is? Yeah, I, uh, I selected Clint Bryant, and... Um, I think I sent you his Yes, yes, his you account. did. Uh, it is uh, uh, our TikToker shout-out of the week is uh, Clint underscore, or I'm sorry, Clint Bryant underscore Lucky7. Uh, he's also known as, uh, let me pull this up really quick here. I should have had this up already. But on his TikTok page, that is his username. The uh, yep. yep, that's it. Uh Clint underscore, or I'm sorry, Clint Bryant underscore Lucky Seven, and his uh, well, shit, I can't say. Well, it is. We got it. Okay. We got it. Yeah, but it's like uh, his like, like actual name is like uh, was it Mr. Twizzlers or something like that? I was just yeah. looking at it a little bit ago. So, but yeah. uh, again, Joe, thank you very much, my friend, for coming on. Very, very special things. And I want to encourage everyone to be sure to follow Joe on TikTok at FedUpGear5x5. Five five. You're welcome back anytime, Joe. Thank you again. Appreciate it. I want to remind everyone to be sure to check out upcoming episodes of Just Listen on YouTube and check out Rebecca Short, uh, Flocking Queen on TikTok and Queen of the Flock 138 on Twitch. That'll do it for this week, but remember, we all have a voice. If we stand together, we can make the world a better place. We'll see you next week, and until then, so long for now. Maybe I'm not leaving. Maybe I'm just going home. Joe, do you have any parting words? God bless y'all. Just stay positive. Thanks for listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. You can always call, text, or leave a voicemail for Here to Chew Bubblegum at 606-373-3396. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know.